Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Let's look at that. It says this, From the days of John the baptizer until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The violent take it by force. Okay, so in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 9, you guys must know this verse. It says, pray like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. There's a place in our lives there's a time in our life where we have to get real serious about life and to take the kingdom by force. Meaning that you can, you're contending with heaven because something on earth is not aligning with heaven. Hallelujah. There's a battle going on. And it says that it's the violent. And that's a strong word. If you've never prayed a violent prayer. Anybody here ever prayed a violent prayer? Come on. Hallelujah. The violent take it by force. That means I'm going to contend for this. Until I see the breakthrough. And we're going to look at that. We're going to challenge you guys tonight. To start fighting. For what you know is your inheritance. For what you know God has given you. And there's a thief that tries to kill, steal and destroy. Hallelujah. He wants to make your life horrible. I gave myself one day to be depressed. He wants you to be depressed every day. I just gave myself permission one, one day. Hallelujah. But before that, I was believing for something. I was believing for healing. And I was contending with heaven, with violence. Not yelling at God, but with everything that I have inside of me. If you learn how to pray these types of prayers, I'm telling you guys, you're going you're gonna to be able to do like what I did and say, I'm just going to be depressed one day. I chose to be depressed. Like, I chose. I chose it. It wasn't like it, it was happening to me. Because when you're praying and you're, tr you're, 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 you have violent prayers, all the garbage that's inside of you, all the stress, all the heartache comes out. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what people do is that they have so much gunk inside of them, they don't know how to let it out. 
So what do they do? They go to the nightclub and they dance. Amen? They get very drunk and then they forget about it. That's what I used to do. Because we, we need a mechanism to deal with our stuff, with our inner war, with our inner struggle. He's the only one that actually understands everything about you. He's the only God in any religion that's actually understands you, that's had the most pain that you could ever feel. I, I love, man, I love that I can relate with my God. Hallelujah. I love that I can relate to Him. So when you're pouring out your heart to God, you know that He understands everything. That feels good. The first memory that I've ever had as a kid was me, probably at like four years old. I was air boxing, shadow boxing. You ever heard of shadow boxing? And, um, that's my first memory. And I was like, Satan, I'm going to punch you. I, I, that's, that's what I was doing. And my mom's like, well, you better, you better calm down there, Danny boy. Just relax. <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, wait, I'm not supposed to take on the devil by myself? Yeah. That's the first memory. Maybe, the, maybe it's prophetic. I'm, I'm not joking. That's the actual first memory I remember. Is fighting the devil. But I love what Jesus said. He didn't say, I came here to destroy the devil. What did he say? I came here to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Have you ever been in a situation where you're not sure whether you should leave? all together or fight through how do we know when to stop fighting you ever ask yourself that question how do you know when to stop fighting so what I wanted to do tonight is I want us to be equipped so when we face every situation there would be an inner confidence as to what steps to take let me repeat that I'm just going to turn this up a little bit because it's scratching gee how's that is that better yes. hallelujah yeah. okay I want us to be equipped so when we face every situation that's in front of us, there would be an inner confidence as to what steps to take, as to what stance to have, and understand what is the right thing to do in every situation that we are faced with. Who wants that? Whatever happens to you, that you actually have a confidence of what you are to do next. Who wants that? Come on. Yeah. Woo, that's good stuff, man. Amen, Dan. Amen. Amen, brother. Come on, brother Dan. You got this, brother Dan. <laughs> so 
So, so, so why is this so important? Okay, decisions determine the outcome of our lives. It doesn't determine everything, but it determines the outcome at the end of the road. We can, we can actually find ourselves fighting a battle that's not ours. Hallelujah. Or we could find ourselves avoiding something that must be faced. Our ability to discern, to discern will accelerate positive results and help us to avoid heartache and disappointments. Anybody here like heartaches and disappointments? <laughs> so the name of the message is to fight or not to fight. That's the question. So let's bow our heads. Why don't we stand up? We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Father, for tonight. Let there be a spirit of discernment that falls into this place. Let there be an understanding of discernment. God, we're asking you for grace to show us the next steps in our life. I'm asking you to show us where we are to go, where we are to focus our energy, who we are supposed to pursue. Let there be revelation, let there be light in our minds, in our hearts. We give you our lives. And we're trusting you, God, for tomorrow. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Can you say, I got discernment? Yes, it does. I got discernment. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. So, if you can actually understand what's happening, the dynamics of what has caused everything in our lives that's why it's saying with everything that you have get understanding get wisdom wisdom is the principal thing so maybe you could pull that up wisdom wisdom is the application of principles and the subsequent action from a sound judgment and discernment. So wisdom is not knowing everything. Wisdom is you actually getting the discernment, getting the revelation, getting understanding, taking all that stuff, and then the moment that you apply it, that you put it down, that you sign the check, right? moment you drop the hammer, that's wisdom. Hallelujah. Come on. Who's ready to drop the hammer on your circumstance? Who's willing to drop the hammer on your family problem? I'm talking about get a revelation from God and boom, do something about it. Hallelujah. 
If you don't do anything, nothing's going to change. God, we're, I'm asking for understanding. Let me understand my world. Let me understand how heaven works. Let me understand where I'm falling short. Let me understand where I'm excelling. Let me understand when I should keep going in the same direction, in the same momentum. Hallelujah. So let's look at that word discernment. Discernment is distinguishing. So see, discernment is knowing the difference between A and B. Hallelujah. Discernment is an act of judgment. You know, we, we, we look down on judgment, but do you know that we're actually judging all the time? <laughs> it's the word sounds bad but we all do it hallelujah and you buy a hamburger and it smells funky you're judging that burger <laughs> right a decision it's a decision making process in which an individual makes a discovery that can lead to future action. A decision-making process, it's a process, and it, an individual makes a discovery, boom, whoa, I just figured it out. I got the answer. I know what to do next. That's discernment. I feel like I gotta talk more about this judgment thing. There's a difference between judging and looking down on someone. There's a difference between judging and insulting someone. Judging means I like you, but I'm not going to invest $3,000 in you. I'm not going to invest $10,000. I'm not going to give you the money that you're asking me. I'm not going to marry you. I, I'm, I'm making a judgment right now. Okay? I'm not making you the CEO. That, is there anything wrong with that? No. That's good. Discernment is, is making a judgment. You're constantly making judgments. Should I walk in the puddle? Should I not walk in the puddle? I'm not going to walk in the puddle. Right? You everything you do, you're using your discernment. What happens, though, is that the enemy or our uh, ignorance will cause a fog to come over our lives where we no longer discern what the Lord wants for us or what is good for me. Discernment is not a fruit. <laughs> it's a gift. Why is that good news? It's a lot harder to get a fruit than it is to get a gift. A fruit of peace, man, if... <laughs> 
The fruit of peace is not so much having peace in your life. It's the degree of, of uh, attacks that you can with, with, with hand, uh, that you can actually go through without flinching. That's the fruit of peace. It's relevant to the attacks that are on your life. It's relevant to the discomfort that comes. If you got peace in your house, but then a storm comes and the peace is gone, you don't have the fruit of peace. That's what comes to test it. That's the wind comes to test your fruit. And it takes a while. <laughs> it does not take one year to have the fruit of patience, the fruit of peace. Who's with me? It takes a lot, a lot, a lot of time. It takes a lot of worship. It takes a lot of Bible reading. It takes, a, it takes watching 10 sermons a day. I watch probably about 10 sermons in one day. Every time I'm in the car, I want to encourage you guys not, not to give YouTube some props, but if you get the $10 a month YouTube thing, hallelujah, you can download any video, and then when you're driving, you can listen to any sermon. I download like so many sermons before I leave, and then I, hallelujah, yes, I'm driving. Come on, I need some traffic. Give me more traffic. I wanna, I'm hungry. <laughs> but see, as you're listening, as, as you're feeding yourself, as you're drinking the waters, as you're worshiping the fruit. But you know what, discernment is a gift. That means God just plops it to you. When you become a believer, I mean, obviously, everybody's got different gifts, but I believe that everybody has a measure of every gift. Who's with me on that? You guys believe that? Yeah. I believe it. There's a measure. I mean, it's the same Holy Spirit. So that's good news. That means that I could be a, a uh, two-week-old Christian, and just because I've got the Holy Spirit now, I've got better discernment. You know, people have, people in the world have a lot of discernment on how to make money, on how to have fun. But the question is, do they have discernment for eternity? Whew. Because you know what, the, the 90 years that we live here on earth, is a nothing compared to eternity. Like, it's not even comparable. So discernment has an element of eternity in it. Right. That's good. So how do you unwrap this gift? How do you unwrap that gift? Here's a secret. Bring yourself into a state of awareness. Did you know that prayer is a two-way conversation? I used to pray. It was just one way. One way. Just, just, he's like, okay. He's just talking, Dad. I'm trying to say something. You keep praying. Okay, can I say can I, Hello? Can I say something? No? Okay, see ya. 
Discernment is bringing yourself into a state of awareness where you're actually, it's like you're thinking about discernment. Right now, I'm thinking about discernment. I got, I got some decisions to make. So I'm going to bring myself into a state of awareness where I'm tending my ear to heaven concerning a situation. So let's look at that word. The opposite of discernment is delusion. You're doing a good job, Michelle. Okay, I think I, I was going to say I jinxed it, but that's not really Christian. <laughs> Is there a Christian version of jinxing? No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, delusion. Comes from the word deception. It's based on having a faulty judgment. Mistaking, mistaken. It's hoping in the wrong thing or believing a lie. It's being led in the wrong direction. Delusional means that you're thinking something, but you're not really seeing the reality of it. I'm not going to ask you if you're delusional and to lift your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been there. If you got that next picture, I think it's it shows a little bit of what delusion is. See how this small cat sees itself as a giant tiger? And then the, the big uh, wolf sees himself as a little wolf. They're being delusional. They're not that's not reality. That's not who they are. So one of the fruits of delusion is called closing your ears on purpose. That's good. Do we have any ear closers in this place? <laughs> la la la, I don't want to hear you. <laughs> I know I'm not right, but let me just. <laughs> so what do I mean when I say fight? Because we're talking about fight. Fight. I'm talking about where you put your effort. I'm talking about continuing in prayer for something. I'm talking about planning. Planning is a, is, a, is a fighting. Fixing your thoughts on is fighting. Standing in hope for something is fighting. Contending is fighting. Building is fighting. Giving your love. Do you, do you see what I'm talking about when I'm talking about fighting? I'm not talking about punching someone in the face. I'm talking about a spiritual fight. Anybody here ever not sure if I should keep fighting for this? Should I keep fighting for this relationship? 
Should I keep driving this car? Anybody? <laughs> you, you, you probably have a better car than I used to have. Am I going to stand? Am I going to keep standing? Am I going to keep contending? Am I going to keep being violent? Am I going to keep trying to take it by force? How many know that's tiring? But it has to be done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to make the announcement. I wish there was a better way. I wish I could just say that you could just sit there and kumbaya and everything is handy dandy you guys with me I want to challenge you guys to get serious about your fight because we're all fighting something and it's all different everybody's got a different fight that they're fighting So one of the, the, the fighters in the Bible is David. Hallelujah. David, David, David. Wouldn't you like, what if David just walked in? Yeah. <laughs> just come on, worship. I, I wonder what he looked like just on the stage, just worshiping with his guitar. You know, he's, he's kind of not, not much difference, not much difference than us, right? Like, was his music better than Maria's? I don't know. She's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You guys know the story is that David had a little bit of a discernment problem. One day he woke up and he went on the roof and he saw this woman bathing. Her name was Bathsheba. And what happened is that he did the hanky-panky. <laughs> Come on. We're in church. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe I should move to Texas. Uh, do that I get more amens over there. <laughs> so what happened is in the story, uh, Uriah, which was was like the nicest person you ever met, like kind of like just picture Uriah like Borah or something, like innocent, like you know she doesn't hurt anybody, right? And David had everything he could want. He had riches. He had a kingdom. But he decided to take this man's wife. And then what happened is. <laughs> This man had so much honor for David. You guys remember this story? And he's like, you know what? I can't, I can't sleep with my wife because other people are fighting right now and that wouldn't be fair to them. I gotta suffer with them, hallelujah. Who, who wants friends like that? That's good character. I'm not gonna enjoy myself while you're, you're you know. He's like, I can't do that. I, out of respect for my fellow uh, army man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm just going to sleep outside. I, <laughs> I'm just going to sleep on the couch, like like in the doghouse. Olivia, anybody ever been in the doghouse? It's been a while for me. Oh, you pray for me. 
Just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. Sorry. I'm trying to have a bit of fun here. Come on. <laughs> I, I praise God. You know what? what I, I got a little technique. Don't even put sofas in the living room. You guys will be fine. <laughs> Okay, so 2 Samuel chapter 12. So what happens next is that Nathan comes and tells him, you know what, because of what you did, your child's going to die. You guys remember that story? So 2 Samuel chapter 12. So here's what David did, okay? He got a word from God, from God, like from, from the prophet, Saying that your son's going to die. So what did David do? David got violent with it. Come on. He got violent with the kingdom. He got violent with God in a way, but not in a violent way. But let's see what he did. He pleaded with God for the boy. He fasted. Hallelujah. That's fighting. He fasted and went into his house and spent the night lying in sackcloth on the ground. I want you to picture David on the floor on his face, flat on his face, not eating. The elders of his household stood beside him to tell him up to, to help him up from the ground. He was unwilling to get up from the ground. And he would not eat anything with them. Hallelujah. Who's, who's ready to get violent? Come on. I'm talking about God told you something and you're, you're, you're just contending. You're contending. You're fighting against God in a sense. But he knows ultimately God doesn't want the baby to die. Hallelujah. On the seventh day, so I want you to picture David lying on his face, fasting, not eating anything, not drinking anything, for seven days. Hallelujah. That's called fighting. That's called being violent and taking the kingdom by force. Glory to God. I'm getting excited in this place. When David saw that his servants were whispering to each other, he perceived that the child was dead. So seven days later, he found out the child is dead. So he asked his servant, is the child dead? He is dead, they replied. Then David got up from the ground, washed himself, anointed himself, changed his clothes, and went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Hallelujah! Come on. Can you picture David screwing up royally? Like the guy had any he had no reason to do what he did. God says, You're gonna lose your son. And he gets serious about it. He's and then let's see what he says next. 
And that, what is this you have done? His servants asked. While the child was alive, you fasted and wept. But when he died, you got up and ate. David answered, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, this is what David said, who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let him live. But now that he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back? I will go to him, but he... I will go to him, but he will not return to me, his son. So here's the good news after that, guys. Right next verse. Then David comforted his wife, and he had and went to her and laid with her. So she gave birth to a son and named him Solomon. Hallelujah! Man. That's, that's, that's my God. That's my God. You might lose something. You might blow something. You might wreck something. But you know what? God's got a Solomon for you. Hallelujah. And I love how David, you know what he did? He contended with God. And sometimes you got to do that. You got to fight. You got you to gotta do everything you can. You got to take the kingdom by force. But you know what? It doesn't always work. Don't get discouraged because your Solomon is coming. Your Solomon is coming. Your Solomon is coming. Hallelujah. Come on. Yes. I'm taking that to the bank. Amen. But see the posture of David. What I love about David, now I don't love that he screws up. I love that he can he can fall and then come back strong like Rocky. The, the, he laid flat on his face for seven days. That's a lot of time. My back would be hurting by then. Not eating anything, crying and moaning to God, please change your mind. God didn't listen to him. What did he do? He got up. He's like, I'm, I'm just going to put some oil. I'm going to take my old clothing off. That's a picture of taking off your old things. And what did he do? He went into the house of the Lord and worshipped him. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. That's beautiful. And I believe God's like, I like you. I'm going to order a one Solomon for David. <laughs> there you go. Have your child. He's even better. That's right. I bet you Solomon's... Man, Solomon, come on. I love Solomon. He's awesome, man. So, uh, same thing. Same thing with Job. Hallelujah. Job was nuts. What's wrong with you? Right? What are you what are you thinking, man? Like, you lose all your family. Everything you've got gets destroyed to the point where you're almost dead. Everything is hurting on you. And what, what did Job do? Job fell to the ground and worshiped God. 
See, that's what separates the men from the boys. That's what makes you a son. That's what makes you a daughter of the Most High God. Worshipping you when I don't feel like it. I was able to get out and take off my old clothes of depression that I had on. God didn't answer my prayer. I contended and I was violent about it. And he didn't answer it. But you know what? At the end of the day, my Solomon's coming. You can screw up a thousand times and God will still. If your heart is right, take off your old clothes. Anoint yourself. Go worship Jesus. <laughs> wow, this is good, man. Man, I need some kind of promotion or something. Come on, Jesus. I need like at least a hundred people in here. This is good. <laughs> okay, Jude chapter 1 verse 9. So this is Moses. Moses died. And then there's a battle for his body. So Michael the archangel went, he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses. But he did not dare pronounce against him a judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. So, the angel, probably the strongest angel, didn't even take on Satan. Meaning, he didn't even, he didn't even say anything against Satan. Hallelujah. Discernment. Discernment. I see people praying and just rebuking, you know, uh, things that are way beyond their sphere of authority. Hallelujah. I say the Lord rebuke you. I'm, I'm just, I'm just Danny boy here. Right? Actually, one time when I didn't know about this, I started praying for this principality against. I had the picture in my head. And I'm not joking. This happened for real, guys. And I saw this thing, and I was like, just praying in tongues and trying to fight this principality. And I kid you not, my keys were on the table in front of me. And after I was done, my keys completely vanished. I am not kidding. Could you guys believe that could happen? It's like, that keys represent authority. It's like, damn, this is way beyond. And since that time, I've never tried to take on a principality. Oh, I take on the principality. The Prince of Persia, like, okay, Danny boy, like, just calm down here. Just a little... <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. Just saying. <laughs> But that was my uh, that was my first picture, you know. It's by, that's why my mom said, "Danny boy, stop, stop trying. To, don't punch the devil. Like that's not your fight." She knew, 
She's like, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. Like, just, I know you're a little boy and you got a lot of confidence in you. You're four, little four-year-old. Okay? Okay? He'll give you your, your doo-doo. Okay? Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. <clears throat> Let's just finish this. Okay, how do we grow in discernment? So we got... How do we grow in discernment? How do we grow in discernment? So discernment determines the stance that you take. Fight or flight. Your discernment determines how you position yourself against someone or for someone. Right? It's so important, guys. Discernment, wisdom will cause you to have a different life. One decision out of a place of wisdom could change everything. Hallelujah. Right. So number one, how do you uh, grow in discernment? Ask God questions. Hallelujah. I remember one time I was in a bad relationship, okay? And I asked the Lord, I asked the Lord, should I pursue this relationship? And I was just a baby Christian back then. And I did the whole, the, the good old baby Christian thing where I just, okay, God, just talk to me. I just crack open the Bible, like, <laughs> put my finger. <laughs> you ever done that? You know what it said? Remember Lot's wife. I'm like, I remember Lot's wife. I, who's Lot? I don't know. <laughs> so anyways, I'm like, okay, God, should I be with this person? Close the Bible. I open it up again. Same thing. Remember Lot's wife. Oh. Then I read. What is Lot's wife? What did she do? Lot's wife was stuck looking backwards at the world. She was not going forward. She was stuck looking towards the world. She was looking at Sodom and Gomorrah. She was like a, a pillar of salt. So what did that do to me right then and there? It's weird because as much as I hated that person, I had a little cry moment. A release cry. I never thought about it ever again. I never questioned it. I'm never going to come back to you. I'm never going to call you. I'm never going to be with you. Why? Because I took the time to ask God. You want to grow in discernment? Ask God. Hallelujah. Discern discernment of spirits. Okay, so number two. Well, I'll just skip the discernment of spirits because uh, that's a big one. <laughs> We're not going to do a deliverance service today. Praise the Lord. Number two, ask questions to other people that you trust. I hope you're writing this down, guys. Write it down in your calendar. Come on. Ask other people. Okay, so, so I had this crazy idea just between us. Just between us, okay? Can we keep it between us? Yes. You're not going to tweet this? 
Jackson. <laughs> little tweet, tweet. Okay. Um, I just had this idea. I want to do a skate park. You. I do a skateboard park for the kids. I want to do ministry different. I want to see the young people come to Jesus. So I went to Surrey, and I found this place. And the place is zoned for a skateboard park. It's zoned for a skateboard. Do you know how many places are zoned for a skateboard park? Nothing. And it's zoned for an actual church. Like I'm talking about a real church. And it's zoned for a restaurant. And it's zoned for a skateboard shop. Hallelujah. So I'm like, wow, this is way too good to be true. I talked to Bora. I asked Bora. I asked Matt. I asked Pastor Julio. I asked this person. I asked that person. I asked Charlotte. Everyone's like, yeah. I, I told them what the plan was. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. Yes. That's what I'm saying. If you want discernment, start asking people around you that you trust, that have discernment, and if I'm telling you, if everybody's in with you, hallelujah, it's a lot easier to jump in the boat. I feel confidence rising up every day in my spirit because I'm going to take the kingdom by force. I'm about to get violent with it. I don't even got ducks. I don't got any ducks in a row. I don't care. I got a pet duck. Come on. Yeah. Woo. That kingdom is not the same, man. I've screwed up before, but I did not do it with God. When you're doing it with God, it's all a different world, my friends. It doesn't make sense. If it makes sense, then it's not God. Yeah, right. Oh, if you could do it with your own strength, you don't need him. I want something that's beyond what I can do because I want to see the hand of God come and just show. That's, that's, that's that song. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. That's what that song means. Bring in your your man. Okay, I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm about to get violent. Okay, sorry. I'm getting excited now. Whew. Number three. Remember how God has moved in the past. Can you remember that day that He healed you? Can you remember the financial? If you can believe God for a house that's $5,000 a month, you can believe him for a house that's $8,000 a month. If you can believe him for a house that's $8,000, God's going to meet you uh, to the level of faith that you have. I believe that. Who here went way beyond their means and God provided? Way beyond. Come on. Hallelujah. Dude, just go up. Go up. 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 Man, I'm telling you, if you could, uh, like, when you start sowing money, when you start giving money, 
Hallelujah. And you're like, man, last time I gave that amount, I saw you just blow my mind like two weeks later. Your, your amount starts growing. You don't want to give $2 in the bucket. You know? <laughs> you're like, that's not even going to help me. I got, I'm going to put $2,000 in the bucket. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. If you remember, then you start having discernment. I can take this mansion. I could buy this Corvette. Sorry, I'm getting a little carried away here. Who wants a Corvette? Anybody? I'm getting a little bit of prosperity gospel here. Come on. <laughs> Don't hang me. Come on, I'm not a heretic. <laughs> I just think God wants you to have a Corvette. He does. <laughs> Okay, I could stay on there for a while, but number four, evaluate the prior tests of time. What do I mean by that? Proven people versus flaky people. Hallelujah. <laughs> Discern when someone has proved over and over and over and over and over again that they're reliable. You can bank on it. Hallelujah. Evaluate. Evaluate. When you, so what I'm thinking is, you try to make a decision about someone, about something. You bring yourself into awareness, into that discernment bubble. Okay, God, I need to discern. Should I do this with this person? Did they pass the test of time? Can I say that the test of time, in my mind, is three years? That's the test of, to, to me. If I see someone, if I can be with someone for three years, and they're still around, and I saw all the, their demons that they were hiding the whole time, they came out, hallelujah. Just, why don't you just tell me what's wrong with you right away, so I don't got to be surprised later, because I know there's something wrong, hallelujah. <laughs> just tell just just why don't you just reveal just remove the rock show me all your crap right now just show me come on pour it <laughs> come on this is so true guys come on I I don't I, I don't want to I don't even want to do business with you until we've had some kind of argument <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what you're like in the morning when your breath stinks. <laughs> right? That's why, guys, just take your time. Take your time because people have a way of, of putting on a show. Some people are good at putting on shows for one year, for two years. But they cannot put a show on for three years. I'm telling you. Nobody could fake it for that long. So that's why, and with Bora, I dated Bora for three years. Hallelujah. I actually had my ducks in a row for that one. I do got ducks. I was like, I'm going to... God, I screwed up so many times. Let me do this one right Okay. Yeah, right. <sighs> no. Yes, it worked. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I trust you. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. Go. You can go out till 4 o'clock, Dan. It's okay. I trust you. Why? Because I showed that I was trustworthy. I was, I was, I was into her for her. Hallelujah. For her. Not for me. For her. Salad's calling. I got some chicken. Make the distinction between God and man. Got that? Make the distinction between God and man. Don't ever put all your hope on a person. Ever. That makes you weird and that makes you funky. That makes you get out of here. You're freaking me out. Give me some space. I'm not God. Can you have your own joy without me? Because that's attractive. Hallelujah. Man, I'm preaching good tonight. I'm going to give myself props. Just good, good boy, Dan. Good boy. <laughs> Discernment. I'm going to do this, but I'm going to have faith. But I, I, I believe I, there's still a part of me that is ready for you to screw up royally. Right? There's a part of me that's ready for you to do the stupidest thing that I could ever imagine. Because you're not God. Lower your expectations of people. Heighten your expectation of God. Because your expectation to someone actually creates a demand that is uncomfortable. And what you know what that does? It actually pushes people away. You gotta have the dishes clean like every second. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know. Where do I go? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Number six, compare the benefits to the negative risks involved. You want to make a decision of discernment. You're good at math, right? Calculate. The risk of me doing this has the benefit. Sometimes we do things just because we're, we don't want to wait. <laughs> I don't want to wait. I just got to get it out. I got to, I got to call someone. I got, to, I got to tell them this. Do I have a life to risk? What is the risk of this situation if it all, if it doesn't work out? What are the benefits? You ever done this with a piece of paper? What do you call that? It's a SWAT? Ever done a SWAT? Marketing? What does it mean? Strength, weaknesses, something What it's saying is like like an evaluation. If I don't solve this, 
what is what what is tied to that? Am I willing to not solve this problem? Right? Are you guys with me? The risk of looking stupid is not as big as the benefit of what will come out of it. Just the other day, yesterday, I got invited to this leaders gathering and it was all the BC uh, one heart thing. And I, you know, I was gonna sit at the table with all the cool guys and, you know. But, there was something else. Bora wasn't feeling good. The benefit of going there, there's a benefit, did not outweigh the risk of leaving Bora. Hallelujah, come on. I'm taking long, it's okay. Okay, number seven, don't be afraid to ask for more clarity to people. <laughs> That's good, right? The worst thing you could do is make up a scenario in your head about something. And you, like, you'd be surprised if you actually go to someone and you bring, you ask for clarity. Hey, are you, are you, do we have something? Like, is there something wrong? Bring clarity. The person might just be like, no, you know what? That's all behind us. Let's make up. Let's kiss. Right? Discernment. Now I'm ready to move because I've actually discerned the truth about the reality. Number eight, evaluate the right timing. Discernment. Last time I did this, last time I invested my money, see what's me is last time I opened up a new store, <laughs> the timing that I did it was not the right timing. I screwed up. I screwed up royally. But I look back at that and I look at what I'm doing now and the timing is different. My maturity level is different. The, the people that are backing it are different. My faith level is different. Okay, number nine, put out fleeces. And then I'm, we're gonna be done here. Put out fleeces. You guys know what that means? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use this Surrey thing again because it's about to happen. I put out some fleeces. I said, God, if you want us to have that place, the guy wanted a, us to have a signatory, like someone to put a house or to put their credit online. And I said, God, if you want us to have this place, there's not going to be a signatory. And I said, God, if you want us to have this place, I want it to be zoned as a church. I want it to. I want to have all the right zoning. I want the. I want everything perfect. If it's not you, then just. Hallelujah! I put some fleeces out there. Like Gideon, he put up the fleece and said, God, if you want me to fight, I'm going to put the fleece. It's going to be wet. That means I go to war. I told God, if all this happens, I know that that's your blessing. And there's been a lot of uh, warfare. There's been some blockages. But you know what? I was in my room shouting in tongues and taking the kingdom by force. Because I was like, God... <laughs> <laughs> if, if, oh man, I'm gonna bother. I'm about to say something here. 
Even if it's not your will, you can make it your will. Because you love me. Because I want it. And you love me. And you, you can make it work. You can make it prosper. You can make me have fun with it. God, I can't, I, I did my part. I delighted in you, and you're going to give me the desires of my heart. Woo! And I just violently just kept pounding, pounding heaven. God, God, fasting. I fasted like eight days. God, want this. Are you, are you, are you, are you willing to do that kind of fight for your health, for, for your wife, for your family? Are you willing to lay down seven days on, on your face for healing? Hallelujah. My life is crazy. Court, people dying. I'm about to do this job and it doesn't work. Like, I, I just look at this thing and it's like... And then, and then you start seeing a pattern. You start seeing... Wow, I, I actually had 10 dreams. Can I say that if you have a lot of dreams in one part in like a few weeks, there's a transition happening. If you got a lot of dreams, because I looked at my journal, it's like da, 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 five dreams. And then like a distance and then a bunch of dreams and then break, breakthrough, big things. God speaks through your dreams. So if you start dreaming, just know that God's about to take you somewhere that's different. So uh, why don't we stand up, hallelujah. We're called up Maria to the front. So let's, let's pull this up real quick. I did an acronym for uh, fight. So what, what is it that we fight? Let's, let's do that real quick as Maria gets ready with the piano. You got that acronym, Michelle? The fight one? Hallelujah. This is what we fight. Flesh. Your flesh. Institution. You fight for the country. Ground. That means your, your territory, your house, your family. Heavenlies. That's what I was talking about. Pounding heaven. Pounding heaven. Is there one more? The T? You got the T? No, sorry. T is time. Because time is running out. Don't take another nap. Stop sleeping. Let's go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. I, I'm not getting younger. I got a little bit of gray coming right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus. Man, I'm telling you, there's so much right now that is on the line. I want you to lift up everything that's on the line to Jesus right now. Lift up everything that's on the line for Jesus. This week, I want you to be violent in contending. Can I challenge you, everyone in this place, for you to contend violently with heaven and keep pounding heaven for that answer that has never come yet. Keep pounding heaven. Get on your face seven days. Don't eat if you have to. Come on. The violence.
take it by force. 